Welcome to the Destiny EDU podcast. I am BJ Barango, your host and creative strategist at Destiny Education. Today's episode of the podcast, we take a dive into the tech industry. Wow. Okay, so let's get into it. It's no secret that the tech sector offers record level employment opportunities. However, far too many job seekers circumvent the opportunity to jump into the red hot field. While a tech career is attainable for people from many different walks of life, it can be difficult to know where to start or to envision a coherent pathway to a job. So on today's episode, we take a look at the pathways into tech. Many individuals fall victim to the myth that any path to a tech role must be cumbersome or draining or maybe confusing or even expensive. Well, despite all the four-year degrees and the boot camps and online learning options that promise education, there are other navigable ways to secure tech jobs, sometimes in as short as six months. Well, there are two main learning paths that I have discovered that you can use to get into tech. One of them is the technical skills learning path, and the other is the leadership and expert learning path. But let me break it down for you. The technical skills learning path basically means getting skills that are in demand in the tech space. Skills for positions like data scientist, data analyst, full stack developer, UX, UI designer, digital marketing specialist, and the list goes on and on and on. On the other hand, you have the leadership and expert learning path. Now, this learning path covers getting a degree like a master's for starters, maybe a Master's of Science Information Technology or an MBA in a specialization in certain key aspects needed in the tech space. Specializations such as product management, uh, technology management, and all that. But the key in this learning path is even if you have the technical skills required by the tech firm and you want to grow in rank, you can opt for any of the in-demand management degree programs. Also, if you don't have a technical skill, an MBA in technology management or product management or any other specialization which is related to the tech space gives you an edge as a leader and an expert. Now, let me break it down for another moment. You can become a co-founder with this leadership learning path, a co-founder or an executive with the knowledge to upscale. And companies are looking for individuals who have the knowledge to upscale. That means taking the business from the local level to a global level. Yeah, so these are the learning paths that I discovered. So I sat down with a tech expert recently, Olushala Amusen, an AI evangelist and a practice lead at Coven Works to talk about one major question everyone seems to be asking these days. How do I break into tech? Let's get into the conversation. Once again, welcome to the Destiny EDU podcast. Let's start off with um, one question that is in my mind. You are, um, you have been in tech for so many years now, and so you really understand the industry as it is. And um, there's a tech boom in the country, so to speak, in Nigeria as it is, and also across Africa. Most African countries have this emerging tech industry or tech market, so to speak. What are the most important skills for young professionals 
who want to, let's say, get into tech as an industry to what, what are the most important skills for them to possess, uh, to be part of that emerging industry or that growing industry currently in Africa? Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, uh, quite frankly, I would like to split it into two um, answering that question, because ultimately, if we go on to um, simply talk about the critical technology skills that are important for the world today, without breaking it into the fact that uh, whenever you ask that kind of question, it must be answered you know, robustly and split into two. So let's call one the technical skills and let's call the other one the core business and soft skills that are still very important. Because if we go on to address the technical skills without addressing the critical soft skills that are naturally deficient by virtue of our own cultural values and where we're from, um, for, for most of us, particularly on the African continent, especially Gen Z and even millennials in Nigeria, like we are in the... I just want to enjoy my life. I can't come and kill myself kind of, you know, our, you know, age and time that if we don't emphasize on critical skills, critical requirements like values of hard work, commitment, tenacity, being thorough and all of those kind of things, we will go on and have people with a lot of technical skills who, yes, the world thinks they are ready. They're suited for the new roles that are emerging but they get into the place of work and they totally can bring up critical skills, soft skills like communication, empathy, you know, uh, connectedness and the work, commitment to uh, uh, to fit completion of, you know, duties and responsibilities. And they would just be great Power BI developers, great engineers, great data analysts and all of that. So in my work, I typically focus more on teaching people and explaining to people the importance of getting critical technical skills without actually focusing a lot on um, the key skills uh, that are important, that are people skills. And then we see these people skills becoming the reason why uh, the Indians, the Eastern Europeans are getting better on the job than Africans. Um, so let's take it as a combination uh, therapy. You okay. have to have on your right hand, all of the critical technical skills that are required, which I'm going to go into and consider that you're going to have on your left hand, all the critical human skills yes. that are important for the workplace, hard work, tenacity, excellent communication skills, empathy on the job, and so on and so forth. But yeah, the critical technical skills are probably the reason why I've been invited as an AI evangelist myself, you know, and I usually refer to the World Economic Report, the Future of Work Report, that basically itemizes some of the 10 emerging roles, you know, that Africans should look out for. And on those top three skills, I decided to form a company and to set a mission of over the next decade, which is data science, artificial intelligence, machine learning, data analysis, data and AI careers actually represent the top three skills that the World Economic Forum Future of Work report Report, identifies. So no matter what you do, try to have at least one data skill when you look at your plethora of skills. 
So when I run CV review sessions for technical people, I tell them that as of today, nobody's looking to hire one single specialist or a single professional, you know, particularly mm -hmm. if, you are, if you are in early career, they are looking for someone who is versatile with okay. a variety of skills. So I usually say whenever you're thinking about that cocktail of skills that you want to demonstrate as technical skills, when you're listing out Microsoft PowerPoint, you're listing out Oracle, you're listing out, you know, SAP, you're listing out Microsoft Dynamics, you're listing out all of these skills, make sure there is a data skill there. So if it's Microsoft Power BI, if it's uh, Microsoft, if it's Tableau, if it's um, uh, Spark, any of these data skills that just demonstrates as small as Excel, you know, in the beginning, that demonstrates that you care about this new entity called this new phenomena called data explosion that is happening everywhere. So make sure that as you go on gathering these technical skills, whether they are software development skills, software engineering skills, product management and product development skills, user interface and user experience skills. As you gather any of these skills, make sure the top three skills that are identified by the World Economy Forum in the future of work, make sure that they are part of whatever it is you're trying to do. Because many people watching me today might have chosen maybe UI UX because that's what they're passionate about, oh, design. Yeah, Other person might have chosen product management because they just really like bringing ideas into real life products and, and tools. Other person might have chosen software engineering because they love the whole concept of iterating and recreating a software based on user feedback and uh, trends changes. Another person might have chosen core development because they just like code. Another person might have chosen uh, testing, user testing and UX testing and yeah, a QA testing, quality assurance testing and all that because they just like, like checking out new products and giving feedback based mm -hmm. on how it's used. So whatever it is that made you to choose any of these fields that you have chosen that are obviously art as well, because they're all revolving around web 3.0. They're all revolving around mobile application development. There are more yeah, devices yeah. on the planet than there are people today. You know, so all of these things are revolving around the internet. Yes, so you will succeed. But as you do that, begin to think about what is emerging as long as it connects with data, as long as it connects with automation, with robotics, with artificial intelligence, there's definitely a future in that field. And yes, that is for those who are already in technology, in, because in that would be yeah, jargon yeah. to those who maybe Ooh. did finance or yeah. did arts and wondering, hey, what's going on here? I also help people to identify the fact that people ask the first question, do I need an experience to cross into technology? You don't need experience to cross into technology. You just need domain knowledge of where you are coming from, because technology is more of an enabler for whatever it is that you're trying to do. So carry that domain knowledge wherever you are, wherever you're watching, and then find out which of these skills that Shola has mentioned today, UI UX design, software engineering, product management, QA testing, uh, you know, all of these skills that I mentioned, core data careers like data analysis, data science, for all of this, which one connects to my own domain knowledge where i'm coming from i'm a communications expert how does it connect to me i'm a finance expert how does it connect to me as i'm a medical expert how does it connect to me because i assure you for every of these fields that i mentioned including fashion agriculture food security you know humanitarian response all of these fields that you consider a they're not technology related at all 
are all currently driven by technology. There is some tech person looking to solve demonstrable human problems, looking for a domain expert like you. And there is you who is a domain expert who needs as a matter of supreme urgency for your survival in your field, who needs to learn these technology skills to be able to do your work better. No, interesting. You know, I was taking a look at the emerging skills from the World Economic Forum, and you see things like, um, um, you know, software dev experts, you see things like product management, you know, um, and then you you try to put things together to, you know, figure out how best, what is the best way or the best methods to acquire the skills. And that's like one of the biggest questions in the minds of young people who are seeking to change career paths or try to better themselves in the current career they're in, but they try to fuse it with the tech industry. So what do you think would be like um, for you to say would be the best way to acquire these skills? Yeah, I think some of the best ways to acquire these skills, I, I usually break it down into a couple of models. Um, and that is how I have seen some of my own friends like move into technology or sustain their technology drive over the years. Now, some might be community driven, which is like you find a center if you live in a city center, for example, if you live in okay. Lagos or in Ibadan or any of the communities that have like a big academic institution and an innovation community, you can be, you can learn by virtue of community, which is you find an innovation center around you like co-creation hub and university and all of the other centers that are around you know nigeria are um, around lagos in abuja there are centers in kano there are centers in kaduna innovation hubs are a thing now it's more than 100 of them spread across the country yeah. so by virtue of community programs that are being hosted in those communities you can actually join and after work in the evening you can go to those places and work for two hours before you go back home you know and then you are putting yourself as someone who can learn by virtue of community um, in another sense, those communities were very vital at the time where some of my friends and I were still learning to move into technology because internet access wasn't such a thing. Today, internet access is something everybody, at least most people have in their homes, either from their mobile phones, they can tether their phones to their laptop, or they can basically buy routers and be able to subscribe for monthly broadband. So broadband is a lot more accessible than it was 10 years ago, and you can basically create a learning pathway for yourself to start learning on Udacity, popular websites like Udacity, Udemy.com, Coursera.org. And then you can pick some of this content on these platforms and use them as the pathway for you to get into technology. So that's self-based and community-led, all right? And then you can also take on programs that are paid boot camps. Some of these help people who don't feel like they are disciplined enough as a person to be able to do self-paced programs or can't access community centers because of work, uh, because of access or general issues like traffic in Lagos. So as a result, they want to do boot camps that are specialized. Some boot camps are funded by top companies like Microsoft, Google, and other organizations like that, while others are actually like self-organized you know, by companies like the one I run, Works, Utiva, University, nonprofits like Data Science Nigeria and Technology for Social Change and Development Initiative, Tech for Dev. So those are like five organizations I just mentioned now who basically, you know, run boot camps on certain subjects. So you can get a product management boot camp at Utiva. You can get a UX, UI UX program at Udacity. You can start a data professional course at Coven Works. You can, you know, and you can 
get access to some of nonprofit programs organized if you're someone who doesn't have the resources, but I've broken into three now. So that's like community-led, self-paced, and then sponsored or paid boot camps. And those can be like programs that are clear, like those are three good options for you to begin to learn and get started. And many of these programs have been designed in such a way that they're focused on outcomes, not just training and educating, but outcomes such as jobs, uh, career change, and all those kind of things like that. And that can begin to position you. I've seen people who took on boot camps not because they wanted a career change or a job change, but they wanted a career change ultimately, but they didn't want the job change in the immediate. They were considering okay. going for higher education or going to college, uh, going for a master's degree or PhD in a field that is different from the field in which they studied their first degree. So let's say someone did finance and they were looking to get into data science. They would go on and take a boot camp that will become a prerequisite for them so they can put in their statement of purpose when they're applying into that higher education program. So let's say people were trying to get into higher education pro programs that you are proposing now. Some of the bridge programs they can begin to take on would include some of those community-led programs you know, self-paced programs and also, uh, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, um, community-led programs. Thank God it's, it's virtual, so you guys don't have to worry. So community-led okay. programs, um, uh, the self-paced programs, and then those boot camps can help you to get the base that you need. You know, someone is trying to be a data science master's now, and they can just get into a program that focuses on Python for the next three months. Python is a programming language, by the way. You know, that can help anybody, you know, over the next three to six months, then get ready with that before they get into that data science master's program so they can fit very well in class, you know. But readily, from your experience, you know, um, you've been you've been doing this for quite some time now. You've been training people for quite some time now. Would you say that um, the evolving landscape of the job opportunities in tech is quite broad? Is maybe open for you know people to still join in? Uh, is it is that is that a thing? Is it evolving for um, more skills, people to acquire these skills? And if you look at it for like the opportunities, though. Um, would you say the Nigerian market has those opportunities ready for people? And would you say the global market is also um, readily waiting for those who want to acquire the skills to come on board? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say that, first of all, there is no such thing as anybody being too late to get into the market, into the play. The global you know, technology uh, landscape is continually growing. The opportunities are surging every year. There are multi-billion dollar micro industries emerging every now and then. And the deficit is huge in terms of like number of people who need to get into these roles versus number of people that are actually needed gotcha, in these gotcha. roles. Mm -hmm. You know, so the gap is wide. There's more people needed. There are few people who can take on that opportunity. I'll give you an example. In 2017, 2018, this is now about three years ago. I need to find out what your data data is about that in 2020. But for 2017, 2018, uh, in the US, only 40% of all the technology jobs that were advertised are actually filled. You know, uh, there's a there's a senior colleague of mine who basically, uh, Dr. Odipo Alajide uh, Awajide, who basically was saying on Instagram two days ago that looking at the number of tech roles that are open in the United Kingdom, perhaps only one third of it is being filled. There are several, several, several roles. There are more roles available than the population of the United Kingdom. And that's why these countries are outsourcing to other countries in Eastern Europe. 
in the United States as well, only imagine if only 40%, 48% of the, all the jobs, tech jobs that were advertised in the United States were filled for that particular year. Just imagine how many more are open. So if you start UI UX design today, you can take yourself suddenly from somebody whose overall productivity potential in terms of how much they can earn as a personal assistant to somebody now or an admin secretary somewhere, you can basically take themselves from that point within six months to one year to someone who is earning from Nigeria $1,000, $2,000 a month. And that has been very, very modest. You know, they could be UI UX designers who will be earning $6,000, $7,000 a month if they were based out of Europe or based out of America because those places have more resources. So potentially, what, what I'm saying is their gap is the, the gaps are there. The opportunity is, is huge. And it's really just a question of you opening up yourself, you know, to what is possible and what is available. You know, there are opportunities that once you can demonstrate and you can build a solid portfolio of test assignments, practical solutions, intern somewhere to be part of a live project, and you can project yourself as someone with that capacity, you will be on a job within a couple of months. Uh, let's take this on to a social level. Just let's look at it. You're interested from your profile. You're interested and passionate about um, social entrepreneurship. You're passionate mm-hmm. about uplifting through technology or tech degrees or a sort of way of work. What is the role? If you will put it in a few words, what is the role of tech in improving the economic status of young Nigerians? And now take uh, a case study of the fintech industry and how it is booming in the country. So um, what would you say that role of tech is in improving the economic status of young Nigerians currently? Quite frankly, you know, if you think about what's going on in Nigeria and the fact that the government isn't, you know, quite, uh, I I don't want to say ready. I would say maybe not even equipped with the capacity, you know, so we can speak like we actually do pity them. You know, they're not equipped with the capacity to actually be able to transform and lift people out of poverty. You know, so I see technology as one of the major panaceas, like to be able to get this done. I just give you an example. Like my friends and I have seen students who actually, not students, we've seen youth, Nigerian youth working in filling station, you know, who couldn't go on to get into college. And we brought them into a training program, paid for them to go back to school while they are working as UI UX designer. Okay. They graduated from a five-year degree program, still working with us for another year. And after one year of working with us, after that graduation program, after that undergraduate program, this guy got a job with JP Morgan in London, hired from Nigeria, all expense paid, visa, everything. And now it's probably going to be any like 80,000 pounds a year as a UI UX designer. There's somebody five years ago, we took from a filling station in Akure, who has now gone on to get a job. So that's an example. And it's not an exception. There are tons of people like that from very indigent backgrounds who have come into data science program with us, for example, learned data science program, not only learned, became instructors themselves, applied to go to university, got all expense paid programs, you know, got graduate assistantship with top professors in the Netherlands, moved to the Netherlands with only a bag of uh, uh, yam flour, nothing more, no payment for flight, nothing, just a lubo was what they took to Netherlands. They moved to Netherlands and started a fantastic life. And this person will be doing their PhD all sponsored as well. I've seen all kinds of stories 
that I can't begin to tell you today. I've seen people from very indigenous background come into our program, learn data science, and it really doesn't matter even if it's my program or any other program. I have friends in this space as well who run other companies focused on other things, but within the same technology construct, who have the same similar stories of training people from very indigenous backgrounds, and that goes on to change their life. My own story is a similar story, but I don't like talk much about it anymore. It's been 10 years already, but moving out from a background that is, for want of a better word, you would be considered like part of the people who would be a burden to society, to then going on to learn technology skills and getting a job at Microsoft that would not just affect me, but affect every other member of my family. So the exponential effect of people moving into tech you know, the people you call tech bros and tech sis today yeah. are essentially people who, those ones they call tech bros are actually essentially people who make more money than they would ever need to spend with their with their family members. Maybe they're already based in Lagos, their parents are okay and all of that. But essentially, if you're a tech bro today and you come from, or your state, or you come from Quara, you come from a family that is not particular, and you lived there, you know that you lived in Lagos and you're privileged, and you lived there, there's a chance that you have a cousin, a friend, a family member, who is indigent. So you, you now get to a point where you suddenly start earning 800,000 naira a month and your life suddenly becomes like a blessing to the other people around you. So if there is a field Nigerian government should significantly invest in, it would be, look at the number of people that pay stock, flutter wave, all of these guys have been able to hire and how those, their lives have changed. Microsoft started the African Development Center in Nigeria and you'll be surprised the number of people that that particular organization has now hired. They won't hire maybe up to 500 developers over the next couple of years. And those developers, these are people who will now move from just regular beings, regular guys, to people earning as much as a bank, a bank uh, branch manager, literally, mm. because that's that's it. I mean, if you're paying six hundred thousand to the branch manager of uh, Guarantee Trust Bank or or seven hundred thousand to the branch manager of Guarantee Trust Bank in Monia in Ibadan, for example, it, it's somebody who is a first year, two year two-year-old React developer can earn that same amount without working 13 years in the bank with a lot more opportunity in terms of career prospects in the future. So when people say my head cannot carry it, I don't think I can line coding. What you're saying is, I don't think I want to be rich. I don't think I want to solve my own problems okay. because your head can actually carry it. The people whose heads are carrying it don't have two heads. What they've done is they've shown Manchester United, they've shown, shown Arsenal, they've shown every other thing that is distracting them. I'm not saying there are people who know coding who are not fan, who are not fans of clubs. I'm just saying if you are saying I can't pick it, my mind is not good enough for it. It's probably because there are other things distracting you distracting for now. You. And if you can take all of those out, perhaps you'll be able to get yourself on to the point where you can concentrate and focus on these things. And when you get those skills. Please don't be the difficult developers many of us have to deal with in the industry today. Don't be the 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 mannerless, you know, lack the, the uh, mannerless guy who lacks discipline, who lacks commitment. Be that guy who also has excellent communication skills on the side. Be that guy who has empathy. And chances are you will travel farther than many of the other guys who are just living life the way they want because they know that programming language. All right. Well, there are jobs that insist that you have to have a computer engineering background or a computer science background, but many, many, many of the jobs don't actually care what you studied in your first degree. And the reason is because, and this does not mean that when you apply tomorrow and they now tell you, oh, we need a computer science background, and I say, well, everything Shala said is a lie. No, I'm saying that, yes, there are some people who actually say, yes, they, they require a computer science degree, you know, which may want to necessitate you to take on, you know, a master's in a technology-related field, 
However, because of the huge demand and the fact that there's not enough people, there are many organizations who are willing to take the compromise and just say, show me what you can do. And that's going to be the background. And if you didn't do computer science, you would be the first to even put your portfolio ahead of your resume. Like, can you see what I can do for such that when they see your resume, they're like, are you serious? You studied mathematics? They're even surprised. You get what I mean? So that's really how that works. And truly, just like if you've been listening to what I said, it's just like somebody saying, do I need any qualification to go to school? to go to primary school like you know so for many of these professional development programs no once you're ready to learn nobody's going to ask you whether you need a qualification now chances are that there are programs that are let's say the program is very very tight so they want to pick only a few people who can get into the program they might pick those who have prerequisites which is why you want to start from the base so if you can't find a community-led program, go on. Some of you are answering the questions that just who joined afterwards, who didn't hear some of the things I said, because I don't think I've ever explained it as simple as this before. So if you can't find the community-led programs, you will find the online programs. If you can't find the online programs, you'll find the sponsored programs. So if everybody is doing shako for you for the community programs and the online programs, you can't get access, then pay, pay to attend the bootcamp. Most of the organizations will not stop you after you have paid because you are the one that wants to come and learn. So, so there, there is really no requirement like that other than the fact that, yes, you are ready to learn and you have your computer to be able to learn. Yes, you do need a computer to go come into a computing field. Like, seriously, like yeah, sell everything yeah. you have and go buy a laptop. Like, I, I seriously mean it. Like, do everything you can to have a computer. And if you don't have, you must have heard stories of some of us in the age that computers were not yet common that we went to cyber cafes to buy time to work and all of that. If somebody has a laptop, borrow their laptop for a few weeks, use it to learn, you know, until you get your own computer. Passion is what really determines how all of this thing is going to flow out and in what order. If you've been shouting around that, I just need this because, you know, many of us on this call, who, particularly those who might say, I don't have a computer and I don't know where to get it. I've probably asked for money for other things from people before. Oh, I need to get this air, or I need to buy this clothes, or I need to attend this party, or I need to do this, or I need to pay for my rent. So you have to put the ownership of a computer at the same level of those desires as well. Desires, yeah. And then you go on and then because without it, I mean, I've seen I've seen quite a couple of people who try to get into boot camps with mobile phones, hoping that they will it doesn't work like that. It's like learning to drive a car without having access to one that you use every single time. You know, so, and then quite, this is not because I don't understand the situation in Nigeria, but I also understand that you can start with a computer that is as cheap as 30,000, 40,000 Naira. Doesn't mean that's what you use forever, but at least it can get you started. Thank you very much. Um, it was a pleasure having you share your thoughts with us today. Thank you for your time. And um, I know you have something to say, maybe a last word before we wrap up this session. Uh, we have the speaker for the next session um, just standing by to go. Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. I feel that for some of the things I've shared, I hope it's, uh, it's useful for, for you guys. What I want to say for sure is that technology is one of those things I am certain can completely change your story uh, if you embrace it, if you apply it, and if you use it. And there is no limitation. 
usually i wish i studied like arts uh or something or law which was what i wanted to study and pharmacy before mm-hmm. eventually studying computer science because i wish i studied those things because even if i studied pharmacy or law i would have still been doing computing today like i have been passionate about computing like since when i first saw a computer for the first time you know but i really wanted to do humanities and that would have been very useful for some of you guys who are on this call today and you're like oh maybe it's because you did computer science in the university so but i have met people as well and i have friends as well who studied fine arts who studied mathematics who are doing exceedingly well in one technology career or the other today so don't limit yourself you can be anything that you want to be as long as you're committed to it right. good to have you here thank you so much I'm my pleasure thank you so much thank and all the here. best everybody have a all good right. one now. bye bye bye